It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Angel fans, we continue our roster recap, and we're looking at the starters. And the starters are maybe the weakest link on this Angels team, or at least some everydayers think so. Can they improve, and are there any indicators that will let us know if they're going to improve this year? Let's talk all about it. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Super Halo content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those that have done that the last few weeks. The five stars are greatly appreciated. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become one of the 7,000 that subscribe to Locked On Angels and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And you can make fun of me if I mispronounce your name like yesterday. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Hey, happy Valentine's Valentine's Day to you, and thanks for being here for this episode of Locked on Angels, where it's your team every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You've got the First Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, like I said, it's our third season here at Locked on Angels. We're here five days a week for you, Monday through Friday, getting you ready for 2024 and your favorite baseball team, for better or worse, the Los <laughs> Angeles Angels, everybody. Yes. So let's get rolling, Mike, on today's show. We're taking a look at the starting rotation, wrapping up our roster recap. Are they any good? <laughs> That's the big question here. <laughs> yeah. Are they good? Uh, fans, hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get us on Twitter at Lockdown That's the show. That's the show. <laughs> are they hey, any good? <laughs> fans are struggling to believe that, yes. and, yep. and I totally understand why. And so yep. I think it's important for us to kind of talk about where the starting pitchers have been, where we think they could go. And then some of the outside factors that are going to influence their performance yeah. this season. So why don't we get into it, Mike? We've got Reed Detmers starting us out. What do you say about Reed Detmers? Johnny, He's he's got to be, I think, maybe my favorite angel right now. And I just really love this pitcher. And I think that he has the opportunity to have an incredible season. And he feels like he's going to. His goal, he shared with our friends at Foul Territory, is to win 20 games. And yeah. then... Uh, of course, Barry Enright is really stoked on Reed Detmers as well, thinks that he can really correct some of the things that uh, Detmers did last year. One of the things that he felt like he could correct is all the momentum going forward to the mm. mound instead mm-hmm. of 85% of him going forward and the rest of it kind of fighting against it as he's throwing. So hey, let's look at Reed Detmers last year. 4-10, not so good. 4-4-8 ERA, not so good. 148 and two-thirds innings pitched. 168 Ks, that's a... Great innings pitch to strikeouts. His FIP was 413 with an ERA plus of exactly 100. His production really fell off, John, from 2022 to 2023. In 22, we were really excited at the end of the year about what he would be coming into 23, right? right. Seven and six, 377 ERA, 129 innings pitched, 122 Ks, had a 379 FIP, and an ERA plus of 106. Now, Detmers wasn't 
all bad last year. If you look some of the look at some of the advanced metrics, mm-hmm. he did improve dramatically in finishing hitters off. He had a 26.1% K rate, which was far better than 22.6 in 2022. John, we know that Reed has some good stuff. It's just about consistency. Yes. And that's where he needs to do some of his best work. John, last year, he allowed seven earned runs in a start three times. Oof. So that's got to stop, right? He also went less than five innings in nine of his starts, of his 28 starts last year. John, I saw this stat on Fangraphs, and I'd love your reaction to it. Okay. Reed Detmer's slider has a run value of plus seven. Ooh. And then his fastball has a run value of, I believe it was negative three or negative four. Oh, gosh. Okay. And so just a great difference. So explain the difference, first of all, and then I'm going to talk about just as a fan of Reed Detmers, why those stats are so important. So think about it this way. A, a positive seven run value is essentially Detmers' slider prevents seven runs. It's that it's that good, right? Wow. And so if you think about his fastball, Mike, being a negative three, just that tells you it was a very hittable pitch. And honestly, yeah. if we're thinking about it, if if Detmers is throwing everything he can at the strike zone and not using his best weapons to get guys out like the slider, then he's going to get hit if it's a full count or if it's a uh, you know a hitter's count and he's throwing that fastball in there. Maybe it's his most comfortable pitch, but it did get hit around according to that negative three. And I got to say, if if you're going to be, let me think about how to say this. If you're going to throw that fastball, it needs to be nothing and nothing. And yeah, you need to yeah. you need to steal a strike. You need to hit the top of the zone or the bottom corner of the zone. Get strike one with your fastball. And then you go to your best stuff when you get yourself into a pitcher's count. And I think that's where Detmers was going wrong last year. And another thing that you mentioned was about Barry Enright already identifying some things in Reed Detmers about his forward momentum and forward motion. Mike, that's going to help him hit the strike zone and yeah. hit his targets. Right. next season. So I think uh, to your point about the fastball and the slider, he's got to save his best weapons. Don't throw that slider strike one. Don't throw that and show them your hand before right. you have a chance to get an out there. So all of that to say, I think Reed Detmers with Barry Enright's coaching, that's going to help him a lot. I think. Yeah. And here's why it's so important for us as fans who are cheering for Reed Detmers is when he's using his best stuff to shut these guys down instead of using his best stuff to get strike one, mm-hmm. he's going to find himself pitching more than just five innings. And right. again, he went less than five, less than can five. I, can I counteract nine, that? Nine of his starts. Yeah, go ahead. I went uh, and watched uh, Detmers against the Dodgers uh, with my wife, and we went and got some dinner, and we were watching the game. There were Dodger fans there too. Detmers went seven strong, scoreless yes. against the Dodgers. Yeah, And I'm like, that's the guy I want to see more of. That's yeah. the guy who needs to go out there and cook. I mean, he took on that whole Dodgers lineup and he went against Clayton Kershaw and Detmers wasn't even responsible for the run that won the Dodgers the game. It was the relief pitching. So uh, he's going pitch for pitch with Kershaw. I think I even remember Kershaw saying like, yeah, he was a better pitcher than me tonight. And, And that's high praise from a guy like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, Angels went 12 and 16 in his starts last year. John, do you think Reed's the opening day starter or do you think it's going to be the next guy we're going to talk about, Patrick Sandoval? I I would feel more comfortable with Reed Detmers, but Sandoval does have the longer track record and also the longer tenure with the Angels. So I think that that's going to be in consideration, but I think Ron Washington is going to see who his best guy is coming out of spring training. 
and and roll with that guy on opening day. Let's talk about Patrick Sandoval, actually, Mike. He came into 2023 with a lot of hope. In fact, he looked really good pitching for Team Mexico against both Team Japan and Team USA and really took them to the limit. And that got us all kinds of hype because everybody was going, who's that guy? Well, we knew who it was. It was Patrick Sandoval. (laughs) That's our guy. (laughs) That's our guy. So in 2022, Sandoval didn't have the best record, but I think we all know why. He went six and nine with a 291 ERA, 148 and two-thirds innings pitched with 151 strikeouts and a 309 FIP. Man, anything below four on fielding independent pitching is phenomenal. And and for a three FIP is fantastic. But Mike, Sandy struggled because the guys behind him couldn't get the job done in the bullpen. And so that year he had a lot of losses or unfinished games or left the game without a win because he didn't have any offense or the bullpen couldn't hold it. So take that six and nine loss or win and loss record with a grain of salt from 22. Yeah. And if you get a chance, you can go back to one of our episodes at the end of the 22 season. We focus on Sandoval and I believe Johnny it was eight or nine starts where he left either tied or with the lead that yeah. the angels blew. Like he could have won eight or nine starts because he left with the potential of winning. And so the bullpen really, really let him down that year. That, that record six and nine could have easily been like, 13 and seven or right. could have been 14 and five, right? Like he could have had an incredible, incredible season just from wins and losses. I think that's the problem when you look at 22 and then you look at 23 because he, in 23, he was seven and 13 with a four eleven ERA, 144 and two thirds innings, 128 strikeouts and a 4.18 FIP. So nearly a whole point higher yeah. on the FIP. So the good news, Mike, is that he was able to stay healthy for most of the season and uh, same, same for Detmers too. Yep, uh, yep. New, had a new career high in starts, but the bad news is, and we've discussed it on the show, way too many meltdowns and situations where he just couldn't locate or get out of an inning. And then he would get frustrated and then it would make his pitches worse. It's like, he's the epitome of uh, your, your PlayStation controller vibrating when the <laughs> game is on the line and MLB the show. That was him. And yeah. I think he needs, honestly, like he needs to have a cool head while he's out there. And I really hope that Ron Washington and Enright are a good influence on him. But Mike, he also played with some horrible defense behind him, which is partially why he allowed 23 unearned runs this season. He allowed 89 runs all season and around one fourth of those were unearned. So Mike, wow. What I look at Detmers in the season he had in 22. I look at Sandoval in the season he had in 22, like a two nine one ERA. Come yeah. on, a sub three yeah. ERA is ace level material. But then they both came in to this season. Sandy, of course, had that two nine one ERA. Detmers was a little, little bit worse than that, but between three and four, they come into this season, and it just seems like the wheels fall off. It, they yeah. were not the guys that we thought they would be. What do they need to do to get back to those 2022 forms? Listen to Barry Enright and follow Ron Washington's lead. Mm. I loved I loved the quote from Sandoval yesterday. Uh, I think it was Sam Blum that talked about it, where Sandoval said, man, the vibe is so different mm-hmm. in this clubhouse right now. Well, and, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I have but, so many thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, and, and two, two thoughts on that. Here, here's why. One, he mentioned just that they were actually working out and Wash had something for them to do today. It wasn't yes. just coming in and hanging out and figuring things out. Getting he the had physical, a whole yeah. program, right? The second thing that he mentioned that I thought was interesting is he said with Otani not here, it's similar to the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, 
conversation mm. where there's a lot of media presence, right? Instead of 50 guys, there's three. And so mm. he said that even changed the vibe a bit. So it's almost like they can be sneaky about getting good this mm. season, right? They have the space to do that and they have the place to do that. They have the manager to do that and they have the pitching coach to do that. And so I, I feel like this is, even though it's heartbreaking not to have Otani on the team, I feel like this is going to be beneficial for these guys who do get emotional and do get anxious with all of this media frenzy around them. And now they have a manager who is almost like setting up the playground for them to play in. Here's the boundaries. Here's what we're doing. Here's the focus. And we're going to make sure that we are the same person every single day, following the same routine in the same rhythm. And so I think he needs to listen to Barry Enright and he needs to follow Ron Washington's lead. Same with uh, Reed Detmers. Let me just yep. say, when I saw, I read the uh, article from Rhett Bollinger, who did a great job covering all the things about, you know, day one yesterday, is the guys didn't take just their physicals, they went to work. And yep. to me, that says everything about Ron Washington, that they went to work uh, yesterday and and started getting down to business. Right. Like, I, I tweeted this out from Lockdown Angels, do not underestimate the fact that the Angels have been a rudderless ship for the last six years with the guys that they've had in charge and in, in uh, Osmus and Madden and Nevin. I mean, yeah. like, like you come in and you're putting your nose to the grind on day one. This is what we're talking about. This is elevating the floor for these guys. And to go to your yeah. point about Otani and without them like trying to get to the playoffs because they have Otani on their team, these guys have nothing to lose and everything to gain because everybody's already written you off. And yeah, Probably rightfully so. Like they have a lot to prove this season. And so if you go in with a mentality like that, where you you are trying to prove something and you have nothing to lose because everybody already thinks you're losers, right? <laughs> then go right. out there and prove something and show them that they're not, that you're that you're not a loser. And and I think that they have every opportunity to do that. But man, just what a world of difference between Ron Washington and the Mohawk Joe clown show where they're dancing to <laughs> cabaret in the outfield right yeah it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. I, I i really appreciated what was already coming out from spring training and specifically from these two guys reed detmers and patrick sandoval one more thing on patrick sandoval he said as people were showing up yesterday he's already been there for about a month like he's already been working yeah and so that's a good indication as to him really putting in the work that's the thing that we've never really been able to see from the angels it's never been talked about in previous years like these guys are working hard and yeah. they're, they're doing all the, are they, are, are they, they really? And, and so I loved that we got from Rhett and I love that we got from Sam and even Jeff Fletcher. I love that we got a bit of a glimpse into what's actually happening and that the players are telling us what's actually happening. More of that, please. Yeah. And I wonder if that media embargo is going to be lifted this season because they might want that. The front office might want that, but I don't think Ron Washington or his staff, is going to want that. Hey, we want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're just getting started here coming up. We're going to talk about Griffin Canning, Chase Silseth, and Tyler Anderson. What do they need to do to help improve this rotation? We're going to get into all of that coming right up. (laughs) 
Hey, how about a big win for, for you? Not just for the Angels, but for you. You can with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers like you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And you can bet on all your favorite NBA players. How about that? If you're watching the NBA, I was watching the other night, John, with my daughter and Steph Curry and the Warriors were playing some team I didn't care about. But Steph Curry was playing and, and that guy is just so incredible. He oh, is yeah. so incredible. He can shoot from anywhere, and it's not even like gonna break a sweat for him. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna bet, bet on Steph Curry, right? right. You can do a quick bet. You can do same game parlays. There's ex- exclusive props. You can bet on scores. You can bet on points. All of that stuff, all on Fanduel. You know what? While we're talking about it, if there's anybody out there who uh, I need a team, I need somebody to give me a team. I used to love the Bulls. I used to love the Lakers when I was a kid. Yeah. Obviously, I was bandwagoning as a kid. So uh, just <laughs> get somebody out there, make a team suggestion. Get in the comments and make a suggestion for me. I'd That's love great. To I, get I on need board. that too. I yeah. need that too. All right, so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and you can shoot your shot with the NBA and FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. It's the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every single day. Locked On Everydayers, don't forget that you can join the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is there for you all day long, 24-7, 365 covering the top stories across the sports world every single day from the local experts to Locked On all the way up to the national shows. So head on over to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and hit subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. John, I've read three different articles this offseason on Griffin Canning. Hmm. And each of the articles written by different people, uh, not just angel people, but written by different baseball people, they said Griffin Canning was the most improved pitcher that nobody knew about Interesting. last season. And they said, watch out for Griffin Canning this season. And so can I say I, that yeah. my, uh, in my fantasy league, uh, uh, we've mentioned him a few times on here before, but Julio is a buddy of mine and he's a huge A's fan and he runs our fantasy league. And he <laughs> last season, at the end of last season, he said, man, I don't know how many times I've seen you add and drop Griffin Canning to your rotation. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. just streaming the guy. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hit on a good start. Like yep. It, yep. he's the, per- he was the perfect guy to pick up if you needed some innings pitch for you yeah. last season. <laughs> and last year was a good year for him, John. In 23 starts, he was seven and eight with a four, three, two ERA had a four, two, nine FIP and a one, two, three whip with a hundred and uh, 139 Ks in 127 innings. The, the 24 appearances for Griffin Canning and his starts, his 22 starts, were a career best and his innings pitch because we all know that he's really been hurt. This was the first time that he crossed 100 innings pitched in a season. Yeah. John, here's where he really improved. 6.7% walk rate. That's the best of his career. Wow. And a 25.9% strikeout rate. Let's round that up to 26. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> These were the stats that those three articles talked about. That yeah. he was he was uh, tumbling or tunneling towards the strike yes, zone. Tunneling. Like focus, yes. Focusing on what he wanted to do with every single pitch. Something Davis Daniel talked about on this on this show. And then with his when he was throwing pitches, his walk rate had dipped because he was responding to whatever the count was mm-hmm. and he was throwing his best pitch when he needed to throw it, but he was throwing like his secondary pitches to get caught up if he was down 0-1 or, I'm sorry, uh, 1-0 or 2-0. Mm. And so Griffin Canning intellectually pitched well last season, not just physically, but intellectually pitched well last season. And I think that that's what they're going to need from him 
this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and from the whole rotation, Mike, they they need to pin, pitch intellectually. Pinch, pinch intellectually? How about that? <laughs> That's what I was trying to say, right? Yeah. Uh, they need to be thoughtful about the way that they pitch. Yeah. And again, yeah. how many times do we need to reiterate this point that the Angels were a rudderless ship without a good coaching staff around them? Look, yeah. I know Phil Nevin was thrown into this role because Joe Madden got fired. They rolled with him again last year because they thought they were going to sell the team. But Mike, there is 150,000% no excuse for Matt Wise to have been the pitching coach yeah. since 2020. And right. because that's when all the stuff that happened with uh, Callaway came out. And so they promoted him to interim. And here we are three, four seasons later. And it just, I, I can't understand how he continued to have a job. And and that is an indictment on the decision makers and mm-hmm. perhaps Perry Manassian in the front office. It's just like, what blackmail did he have on Perry Manassian huh. yeah. to keep this role? Because Mike, to, to see these guys take a step back is just obscene and ridiculous to me. And so to actually have some good coaching around them, instead of just throwing paint at the wall, I think you're going to see some really good stuff out of Griffin Canning. And it's not just, it's not just you and me saying that it's yeah. a lot of articles out there yeah. that are demonstrating how Griffin Canning did take a step forward this season. Well, and to your point, he improved and he had Matt Wise as his pitching coach. Right. Yeah, fair. So, so what happens with Barry Enright yes. as his pitching coach, right? And and I wouldn't say that he's suddenly going to be like the greatest pitcher of all time, but I think that what Griffin Canning showed us last year, and I've compared him to Kevin Apier in, the, in those years mm. with the Royals, but also when he came over to the Angels, he wasn't an ace, but he was somebody that you could count on to get close to 200 innings, mm-hmm. and he was somebody that you could count on to get you through a game that maybe you're not really hitting well, but he's going to pitch well to keep the, to keep the score three to two or five to four, right? Griffin Canning has those characteristics. Not only did he improve in his walk rate and his K rate, John, his fastball averaged a career high 94.7 miles an hour. And he was leaning heavily on his slider and his changeup and his curve. Four really strong pitches for Griffin Canning that he was able to use to dominate the people that he was pitching against and to Mm -hmm. get to the innings pitch that he had and the strikeouts as well. And part of the big reason that he was able to take a big step forward last year, in spite of all that was working against the angels and all the coaches and things like that was because he stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for Griffin Canning. He told MLB.com that I was healthy pretty much the whole year felt good. Other than the normal grind of 162 games. I just had a lot of positives to build off of, and I can only get better from here. So Johnny, as you hear about Griffin Canning and we see his improvement from last season, Do you think that he is still a middle of the rotation guy? Hmm. Or do you think that this is the season where Griffin Canning goes, no, I'm going to be somebody that's, that's top two, top three in the angels rotation. Yeah. I think he's going to stay more toward the middle of the rotation. And the reason I say that is because I want to see some longevity out of him. I know he came back from, you know, he was gone halfway through 2021 he missed all of 22 coming back in 2023. Remember, Mike, we weren't sure if he was going to be in this rotation. And right. they had we're talking to pivot. about Jose Suarez and we were yeah. talking about other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to pivot on that because Jose Suarez was terrible starting right. last year. And Canning actually showed that he belonged. And even though he was kind of getting that six starter role, he eventually slipped into the, you know, the starting five. The, the one thing I'll say about him, Mike, is 
Um, I want to see consistency through his entire outing because you and I have talked about this before. He will give up, you know, four runs in the first two innings, the first three innings, but then he'll keep it at four runs right until the sixth, until the yeah. seventh, until suddenly so, he's so, seven, seven innings in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so what I want to see is I want to see strong starts, literally starts starting the game. I want to see strong ones out of him in the sense that you know when it comes to inning one and two and three, he's not giving up the game before it's too late. And the problem with that is is that you know you put your team behind. Uh, in those situations right out of the gate. And, and so, but then he comes out and shows that he can keep them in the game. So yeah, for me, I, I think middle of the rotation, if he's three, if he's four in this rotation, I think that's where I would be okay with him. I, I say that because I feel like I trust Detmers and Sandoval a bit more than I trust Canning. And that's just because, uh, that's just because I, I think of the track record with those sure. guys. I know where they've sure. been. I know where they can go. So I think a, a safe bet for Canning is more of a middle of the rotation guy. But what do you say about Canning? Yeah, I say middle of rotation as well. And that's really why I think a lot of fans would struggle with a starting rotation simply because the the track record doesn't, doesn't give you a lot of confidence. And so that's where things need to change. That's where they need to prove themselves. I don't think that they're going to be a, a starting staff that are going to be completely terrible and fall off the face of the earth and we're going to have 110 losses. But I do think that this is going to be a season where they can take some steps forward and not have the pressure of trying to get somebody to the playoffs or trying to prove themselves or have the pressure of any of that. The pressure's on themselves because last year left a bad taste in their mouth and they want to prove that that's not who they are in 2024. Yeah, and they have some good coaching around them this season as well, which is like the first time in forever. So let's hope that that raises their floor this season. Hey, today's show is brought to you by our friends at GameTime. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And for somebody who is undiagnosed OCD like me, I love that, right? All-in pricing at the very end, so you aren't paying all these hidden fees. And hey, where'd, where'd that price come from? You know exactly what you're paying for before you hit pay. And then you can buy your tickets really in two seconds. You one tap and then you get it and, and another tap and you hit yes I want these tickets game time is on your side they're obsessed with finding the best ways to save you money on tickets they have deals right up until the start of the event even an hour after it starts they have exclusive exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for all different kinds of events and then they have zone deals where you pick the section and game time picks the seats and there's an average savings of 18 percent so game time is one of your favorite ticketing apps or if not should be one of your favorite ticketing apps. They have the game time guarantee that'll always get you the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and same row for less, game time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. So take out all the guesswork when you're getting tickets for whatever you're doing. Download the game time app right now, create an account, use our promo code locked on, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply, but again, create an account and redeem our code, get $20 off with our code Locked on. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Mike, we've got two more starting pitchers to cover, and I'm going to let you take this next one because Chase Silseth is somebody that you've been big on yep. since he debuted in 2022. So why don't you give us a little rundown of Chase Silseth? When you talk about who is going to be the guy that maybe will lead this rotation, perhaps not next year, but in the years to come, I think Chase is the guy. I think he's got a bit of Jared Weaver in him, John. 
I think he's got a bit of hmm. John Lackey in him. I think hey. he's got that. I'm going to go out there. You stay in the bullpen. You remember that? Have you seen that clip of Joe Torre and Mike Messina from years ago from the yes. Yankees where Torre comes out and Messina's like, no, you go back, you right? Go and Torre's like, hey. Yeah. I, that's what I see in Chase Silseth. And I think that we're going to see him take a step forward this season. He was 4-1 and one last year with a 3.96 ERA. Huge improvement from the season before. Hit an ERA over six and, was, and only had one win and three losses. And so he really improved. He pitched a lot, John. Out of the bullpen, we saw that, but then they pivoted and they made him a starter again. So he had 16 games in the major league level, eight games as a starter. He had an ERA plus of 113, a 496 FIP, 52 innings pitched with 56 uh, strikeouts. And he does project as a starter and will possibly be the fifth starter for the Halos this season. You know, to your point about him being in the bullpen, going back down to the minors, coming up and really thriving as a starter – I know that I, we've, we've talked about this over and over again, how frustrating it's been to just be like, well, there's another depth piece. There's another yep. bullpen arm. There's another yep. AAA arm. But the reason why the Angels were in that position last year is because they didn't have the depth that they needed to succeed and right. not burn through all their bullpen pieces. So they brought up Bachman and they brought up Chase Silseth. And, you know, there's still a question about Bachman uh, being in the bullpen or starter. They are going to stretch him out yep. is the latest word, which is great. But I will say they they kind of picked up Chase out of desperation and put him in the bullpen because yeah. they needed yeah. somebody. But they were also like, this guy's a good pitcher. Let's yep. put him in the bullpen because we need him. Well, now you've got the cushion and you've got the reinforcements in terms of bullpen arms so that you don't need to do that anymore. Mike, if he's a fifth starter, I, I'm all for it. I like Silseth a lot. I think that he could bring uh, a lot to the table. I, I think that because he hasn't done it before, um, we aren't going to see him get very high in terms of innings pitched. I would say perhaps 120 innings is yeah. like reasonable. I think 140 innings would be a success yep. um, again. But if he's part of this five-man rotation and they're going through that every five days or every five games, I should say, I, I think that that could be achievable for him. But it, he's funny because he's one of those guys that – you just know he's better as a starter and not yeah. just because just because of, you know, the fact that he started in 22 and 23, like you just know, and he's got that bulldog mentality. And so, mm-hmm. and, and, and the results too, not to, not going to lie. Like the results were way different from the bullpen yeah. to the starter mentality. And I think that's another thing that we underestimate is just the mentality of knowing your role and shutting your mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> knowing your role and being able to go out yeah. there and do it. I think that that is something that's going to be driven home for these guys for sure. Talk about good pitching and Chase Silseth had some good pitching moments last year and he's a good pitcher. There's a question about Tyler Anderson, John, not yeah. that he's not a good pitcher, but man, the guy really fell off. And the, the big question was, was it just because he was on the Dodgers and then he went over to the angels? I think Barry Enright is really going to help Tyler Anderson, but talk to me about your feelings on Tyler Anderson. And I know you have some deep stats there. Yeah, well, before we get going to those, he finished 6 and 6 last year with a 5.43 ERA after coming off a 15 and 5 season yeah. with the Dodgers. And everybody, you know, will shout from the rooftops, well, it's cuz he was with the Dodgers and they have a pitching lab. But the other thing is, and and I think that you you can't miss this narrative over the last season that we've had. You had Chase or sorry, you had Reed Detmers all of a sudden get told to be a pitch to contact guy. Right. You had Aaron Loop talk about how the team was emphasizing the strikeout. Aaron Loop's not a strikeout guys yeah. guy, ladies and gentlemen. Like he's not a strikeout guy. And so 
you have to consider what were they telling Tyler Anderson and what sort of direction did they want him to be? And Mike, when you and I talked about one of Tyler Anderson's most efficient starts, it was the one where he was mixing his fastball and changeup at the bottom of the zone and saving those bullets toward the end of the count and yeah. not not trying to be a huge strikeout guy. In fact, I look at his uh, I look at his uh, advanced metrics here, and with the ground ball ratio, uh, it was at thirty point one percent, and that is the let's see the second lowest of his career. His first lowest was twenty twenty. It was twenty eight point nine. The Mike, the first year in the league. 50.7% ground ball rate, wow. even in 2022, nearly 40% ground ball rate. And so you're, you're taking away the weapons of these guys and making them be something that they're not. I think that's what happened to Tyler Anderson. And so look, he's, he's not going to light the world up. He's not going to be the best pitcher in baseball, but can he be better than a five, four, three ERA? I think with the angels new coaching staff, I think he certainly can be if they keep him working towards what's good and not yeah. try to make him into something that he's not, which is, I think a lot of what was going on with the angels in 2023. Yeah. He's got to get strike one, which is really important. And so that's, that's going to help him. John, other spot starters are Kenny Rosenberg, Davis, Daniel, Zach, Plesak, Sam Bachman. You mentioned all of those. Before, I think before we get to the, before we get to those guys, uh, I'm going to, I'm I got a hot take for you, Mike, and I know you're going to tease okay. it later, but I got a spring training hot take for you. Uh, that I'll save till tomorrow regarding those spot starters. All right, I'm ready for that. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, find today's episode, get in the comments section. It's the best way to get in touch with Mike and I. And hit that like button on your way down to the comments section. It really helps out the show. It helps out Mike and I specifically. We would really appreciate that. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? You teased it already. Let's tease it again. Spring training hot takes. So if they're hot, you're going to hear them first on Locked On Angels tomorrow. Looking forward to that conversation. We hope you'll come back and join us. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here, everybody, and we'll see you back here on Thursday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.